Hey everyone, you're listening to Can You Hear Us Now? Inclusivity in the Media, a podcast dedicated to amplifying the voices of those in marginalized communities who are frequently overlooked in the mainstream media. Each week we discuss new topics in order to promote representation of those who are recurrently silenced or ignored. Our program aims to bring awareness to these issues in order to stimulate inclusivity in the media. Let's get into it. Zoe Locklear is a first-year student at the University of North Carolina at Chapel Hill. She is majoring in sports management and business administration with an American Indian and Indigenous Studies minor. She is an active member of the Carolina Indian Circle at UNC, which is a club that is dedicated to assisting Native American students at UNC to give them a sense of belonging and community. They are passionate about educating the surrounding Carolina community about the heritage and culture of the Native American community. Locklear is enrolled in the Kohari tribe on her father's side, but also has relations with the Lumbee tribe of North Carolina on her mother's side. Awesome. Okay. Well, we can go ahead and get started. Um, Again, thanks so much, Zoe, for joining us. Um, We hope that this time is just um, fun to reflect on um, even like your experience. And we really think, thank you that you're here. Um, So to just get us started, would you mind describing kind of your childhood um, and what Native American representation has looked like in your life? Yeah, so I um, was born and raised in Clinton, North Carolina, which is located in Sampson County, which is um, one of the two tri- or two counties where the home of the Kahari tribe is located, um, of which I am a proud, proudly enrolled member. Um, and then with that growing up, I was always connected with my tribal communities. Um, And that has definitely played a big role in my life in terms of Native American representation um, as a young child and continuing into like my teenage years now. Um, I've always known um, like my people in my community and our way of life. And that has been like really integral in the way I interact with others and like um, the earth and just every capacity of my life now. That's awesome. Thanks so much. It sounds like it's definitely been a priority throughout your whole life and even like going into college too. Yeah, definitely. Will you talk a little bit about how you got involved with the Carolina Indian Circle and um, kind of describe the goals and like what that organization has meant to you um, during your time at UNC? Of course. Um, The Carolina Indian Circle was actually one of the main factors that drew me to coming or enrolling in UNC. Um, The Native population here um, as students on campus is one of the largest in like the Triangle area in terms of like universities. So I was highly attracted to that, um, as well as the American Indian Center, which is almost like a safe space for us on campus. And so uh, knowing that I would have this community of people that shared my same heritage and backgrounds and knew my like lived experiences, um, I I really couldn't pass that up. And so that's what has like motivated me to be involved in the Carolina Indian Circle, of which I am on the executive um, board. But the Carolina Indian Circle is um, a student run organization here at UNC And our main purpose is to educate others about um, Indigenous issues. Um, 
also have hold events about um, Native American heritage and celebrations for our culture, and as well as provide like a safe space um, and also a communal space for Native students on campus. So it's really um, a holistic organization that does a lot for um, Native students and just the community as a whole. Awesome. Thanks so much for sharing. I didn't know all that information about the Carolina Indian Circle. So that's really helpful to know more. Um, So this is just a little bit of a transition and kind of what um, our class has been talking about throughout um, Mijo 441. Um, How do you see Native American culture being represented in media? Um, Do you think it's represented well um, or do you think it's represented poorly? And explain. Yeah, well, um, Native American culture as a whole is so, so diverse. Um, There are so many different avenues and aspects of what it means to be quote unquote Native American that it's hard to get um, that represented or all of our different cultures and diversities represented um, well. Um, And then when the media doesn't even cover us enough, whereas some of my classmates here at UNC have questioned like my identity, not believing that I am indigenous, that there are still Mm -hmm. indigenous people that are living. You can tell where the media has like really, there's really a lacking in awareness. um, And that is just based on representation. Uh, In the last couple of years, yes, that representation has gotten better. um, We're more uh, content creators, indigenous through like, that are indigenous through platforms like Instagram and TikTok um, and other forms of social media that has gained more ground and more attention. Yes, that has been great. But as a whole, um, I still think there is a lacking in representation through larger forms of media, um, like news, um, popular forms of like entertainment, through movies and music. Um, There are tons of creative just natives that are making different types of media, um, creating um, artists that are not being shown on a larger platform. And I think that's a really big problem that deals with just, just a lacking of not necessarily, well, attention as well, but um, detail to native problems and representation with that. And when did you realize that um, the media did not do a good job with representation? Like, was it when you came to UNC or were you aware of it um, beforehand? Can you talk a little bit about that? Yeah, I think I've always been aware of it. Um, Yeah, I can remember being like five years old and watching Pocahontas and seeing some aspects of my culture in that, but not really. So there's always been this awareness that, yes, there's a lack of representation in the media. uh, But as I've like gotten older and my um, ability to kind of like read into like things and contextualize, it's become ever more aware or I've become more aware that there is this big lacking of Native American representation in the media as a whole. Um, Yeah. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. And I feel like with your passion um, for just even like learning more about your culture and like becoming more integrated and involved, especially in college. Um, it can almost be like saddening to realize that 
you know, your entire life is like not being portrayed in the media that you're constantly being absorbed around. Um, do you think that you've noticed a difference in how Native American men and women are portrayed in the media? I think there um, is, this is a great question. I think there is a really big difference in terms of how um, the thinking that like gender binary Native American men and women are portrayed in the media. Um, it's obvious that there's a heavy, uh, heavy portrayal of Native American women in a sexualized manner seen in the media. Um, and this can be seen through like the, one of the latest Marvel, um, like, what is it? There are novels or a comic series that just came out that portrays um, a Native woman and she's like scantily clad, which just mm. contributes to like the further problem of like Native women being sexualized, which then further contributes to MMIW, Missing and Murdered Indigenous Women. Mm. And on the flip side of that, Native American men are often seen as um, a slur that I don't like to use, but um, it's like savages. So they are mm -hmm. seen as like rough and tough or like kind of just messy and don't really have their life together. Um, and that's seen through like different forms of like news articles about problems that might happen um, involving in Native men where it's always spun to portray um, them as like quote unquote bad guy or like take yeah. things out of context. And I think that that really heavily contributes to problems that are surrounding Indian country today. Whereas we're talking about accurate media representation. If the story is not told in the correct manner, not all facts are given. Um, and then we're just putting these biases upon native people already without um, even thinking twice about them. And that's not, you're giving us representation, but it's not in the right manner or the correct way. Um, and that's right. just, problematic as a whole yeah thanks for sharing that's that's a really good insight um especially for people to be aware of mm -hmm. if you could correct or um almost clarify like one specific stereotype about native american life um that's portrayed in the media like what specific one would that be i think it's a uh, like a or to me, it seems like very basic or um, just like common sense. But I feel like a lot of people still think that um, Native Americans live in a traditional sense in terms of like our housing and our access to like modern things. Um, Native people are modern people. And yes, we still continue in like traditional lifestyles in terms of like ceremony and cultural practices, but we live in houses, we drive cars, we have cell phones and technology. Um, and I think there's a, um, like dealing with um, people of a certain identity, they would be um, working hand in hand with the author to make sure that whatever was produced was um, not offensive or was done in the correct manner. Uh, I, I think that would be hopefully the best situation that could occur with that. But while intentions, sometimes they may be good, the outcome um, is ultimately harmful and offensive and you have to work through situations like that.
Yeah, I think that's a really good perspective um, and answer to that question. And um, just to kind of um, wrap up, like your last thoughts, um, what changes do you wish you could see or to see in relation to your culture in the media? I would love to see um, a heavier emphasis on like contracting indigenous creators for um, all different types of projects, uh, whether that be film, um, like visual arts, um, XYZ. I would love to see um, just more in like native creators um, being pushed on these like big platforms because we are out here. Um, doing the work uh, and there's so many so much beautiful um, like just magic being created in like native communities through our artists and our singers and um, just content creators as a whole that is not being highlighted by the media Um, and so that's what I wish would be uh, changed I guess giving us the actual platform that we've been advocating for um, because it's one thing to like hear us but it's one thing to listen to us and I think that we're still here we continue our traditional ways but we're also modernizing them and making them our own and taking back um, what has been like stolen from us in a creative Mm -hmm. way uh, would just do so much good for um, Indigenous people all throughout Turtle Island. Awesome thank you so much Zoe I feel like your perspective is like not only beautiful, but just super impactful. Um, and you're incredibly eloquent and in just like how you were desiring to like see change um, within like American culture um, to have more representation of Native American men and women. Um, yeah, I really just thank you for your confidence and your boldness to even like change um, maybe even UNC's campus and like how um, we like honor and respect the Native American people um, that live in North Carolina. Um, so yeah, I really appreciate you like giving us your time. Um, and I thank you for just sharing your life with us too. Of course. Um, thank you for this opportunity for me to come and speak on Indigenous issues and media representation. I'm so passionate about this and I just thank you for this opportunity. Yeah, of course. All right. That's perfect. Thank you so much. This was awesome. Thank you, Zoe. Awesome. You're so welcome. Okay, I'm going to. This episode of the Can You Hear Us Now podcast was produced as part of the class project for Medro 441 Diversity and Communication at the Husman School of Journalism and Media at UNC Chapel Hill. This episode was produced by Alana Askew, Hayden Barlow, and Emily Teams and recorded on April 7th, 2022. Thanks for listening to the Can You Hear Us Now podcast. We hope you were able to expand your mind and shed some light on this week's topic regarding representation of Indigenous American women in media. As always, we encourage you all to take a closer look at the media you consume. And don't be afraid to advocate for those who might not have a voice. Make sure to tune in next time for our final episode in Season 2 when we discuss the impact of diverse voices in children's storytelling. You can also head over to our website at CanYouHearUsNowPodcast.com or visit us on Instagram, Facebook, or Twitter to check out more information and resources relating to our episodes. 
Be sure to leave a like on this episode and subscribe to our program on podcasting platforms, including Simplecast, Audible, Spotify, and iHeartRadio. See you next time.